Hey everybody, it's Aaron. Hey, before the show gets going, I just wanted to apologize for the sound quality on this one. I had to record it in the Seattle airport, so you'll hear me complaining as I walk around and out of breath because I'm out of shape. Uh, Anyway, thank you for listening, and uh, I think it's still a good show, and I hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Are you live from the Seattle airport? I am. I hate it. It's so stupid. Oh, why do you hate it? Well, it's just so loud here. Everybody's annoying to me when it's loud. I'm just kind of in a bad mood. I I just feel bad that you're in a bad mood. I mean, what can I do? (laughs) Tell me what I can do to cheer you up. It's just you don't notice how loud everyone is. It's like if you're behind someone slow, you start to build this whole mental yes. picture of who they are as a person. <laughs> you really just start to hate them. And uh, I feel that way towards all the loudness here. Yeah, it's the is, yeah. it's the people and things that are being loud for no good reason. Yeah, exactly. Like this, these trucks that keep going by beeping, they don't need to beep. No, they don't. You know how there's like a thing called man spreading? Have you ever heard that? Yes. It's like uh, yeah. the way men sit in a chair or take up space. There's also like family spreading in places where you want to get around them, but they just sort of stroll along. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm offended by that. Where they- it happens at Bush Gardens. Yes. Oh. Oh, theme, park, theme parks are the worst, aren't they, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Also, when you get off a plane, there's a system to it. The row in front of you goes, yes. et cetera. People like kind of crowd up in your seat. There's always that weird moment of, are you going to try and step ahead of your yes. turn? You know? And, <laughs> yeah. I, I tried my... to trip a guy once because he, he was, <laughs> his, his, bag, his bag was on my head. And don't put that <laughs> in the other way. Than, but his bag is on my head. Like on the top Not the first head. time you've said that, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> Today, anyway. And he, I'm like, I'm like, no. I'm like, okay. You're already, you're, you're going to try and butt ahead of me and your bag's on my head. I'm like, here you go. You're going to get tricked. <laughs> Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Think Funny Podcast with Aaron Donnelly. Uh, Hi, everybody. Yours truly, Nate Sadler and Matt Donnelly. Hey, guys. And today's topic is we're talking about the storming of Area 51 uh, and possibly some Area 51 information in general. So have you guys been to the Facebook page? Yes. It was started recently, like in in the end of June. Some, Some kid just put it up or a guy just put it up. And as a as a joke, nothing serious, and then it just started gaining traction, and now there's over two million people that show interest uh, in the storming of Area 51. It's approaching three million now. I think it's really getting big. Uh, we and we still got you know uh, almost six weeks to go. So yeah, so yeah. the the date of it's supposed to be set is September 20th from between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. and that's that's when they're supposed to be doing it. Nick. Wait, wait, wait. Why three to six? Cover of night or something? Yeah, huh. that's true. That, no, that's true. I guess I thought it would be 3 a.m. 3 a.m. until the government runs out of ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 
the guy's yeah. name is Matty Roberts. And if you look him up, um, he looks exactly like the guy that you would think they would create this site. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he looks like uh, Bo Bice from American Idol season yep. three. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so now he's saying, no, it's all a joke. I didn't mean it. You know, this kind of thing. Because he doesn't want it. If someone gets hurt, he doesn't want to take the blame for it. And so the plan is at 3 a.m. to meet, do the Naruto run. Did you see that part? The Naruto uh, run. Is that so, uh, African? No, it's it's uh, anime. So yeah. it's something from an anime show. Uh, okay. It's where you lean forward and run with your head forward and your arms back. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like the same thing when, you know, when you do the mile in gym class and at the beginning the well this is gonna sound bad but like the special ed kids just take off running yes <laughs> and then they're burned out like a like one less than a lap they do the naruto run i know I think it's a similar concept for this my favorite part of this whole thing is have you seen the people that have drawn up different like battle plans there's like different waves there's like uh the first is the naruto runners and then the second wave is all guys named kyle that are hopped up on monster <laughs> energy and then the third wave is like the Florida man guys. You know, there's also a video game somebody made. Th- that was awesome. Yeah, that was I, awesome. I watched that. Oh, man, I might I might I might subscribe to that just to play it a little bit. <laughs> so the plan is to go to Area 51. And there's a reason why it is what it is. It's because it's so remote. It's hard to get to. It's in the middle of nowhere. You have to fly into Vegas. And basically, just about 80 miles from Vegas. And there's a town outside of Area 51 called Rachel, Nevada. Hold on. Here comes some beeping guy. He doesn't even have anybody in his thing. He's just driving around beeping. Ask him what he's beeping about. Just ask him. <laughs> you got nothing to lose. Yeah, Rachel, Nevada is basically what? it's. A, there's a famous bar there called like the Ailey Inn or something. Um, there's really not much there. I don't know how many residents Rachel Nevada has, but there's 56 residents there. Yeah. It's not a place where a large number of people could stay. No, there's the the alien, which you mentioned has, I've seen between 10 and 13 rooms. I'm not sure the verification on the number of rooms, but they do have an in there. They're all booked. All 10 rooms are booked. Um, around that there's a bunch of just wilderness that you can camp at, I guess. But the problem is there's no utilities. There's no water. There's no bathrooms. There's no medical supplies. There's nothing. And so the fear is that thousands of people are going to come to a place that's that's able to accommodate 56 people. And there's going to be a problem, you know, when it comes to just basic necessities. Not only that, but getting in, obviously, to Area 51 is a problem. There's signs posted everywhere that, that they do have authorization to use deadly force if someone does enter the property. And it's not like you can just run. Once you get in there, it's like miles and miles and miles of wilderness and, and mountains and desert to get to the actual place. Yeah, I heard like 35 miles, perhaps, to get to a checkpoint. And then it's, it's the troops that are guarding the facility. 3,000 troops, perhaps. So, I don't know. No way. <laughs> no way. Now, Bud Light has announced that they will release a alien-themed beer. If uh, they get 51,000 retweets of the post and fast food restaurant Arby's plans to deliver food there with a special menu to the event. And there's a local guy. So there's some little touristy trap businesses there. 
and one guy has planned some bands to play and stuff like that. Okay, it's so supposed to be like a party, but that was my idea. Is they need to turn this into like a you know like a Burning Man type festival and have it be next next to Area Fifty One, but don't <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I hope they. I see. I, I, you guys know that I'm not a conspiracy theorist guy, so I don't believe there's anything there really to see. Um, if they do, if they do storm it and they do get in, I think it would be great to see the disappointment on their face. And I wrote a line here: the only alien they will experience is the alien nation that they felt in middle school. As these conspiracy theorists run in, uh-huh. <laughs> I thought that was pretty poetic. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, they may find the moon landing set though. Yeah, they might. <laughs> I thought Area 51 would be a good name for like a 90s retro club. Uh, and because it felt it feels very 90s to me. I don't like very X-Files like yeah. Like like the guy out front would be a tall skinny guy with like a one of those long leather coats and uh the girl would have like chunky Steve Madden shoes. Like the people that came to wake up Neo in the first uh first Matrix when they knock on his door. Yeah, like people that just after the grunge era ended, that kind of era. I gotcha. There's an Area 51 Alien Center, which fe- which features a 24-hour brothel called the Alien Cat House. So I was thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the nerds are going to come because either they see aliens or they're going to get laid. So that is yeah. a great double entendre too, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of cats did you hear about the uh animal shelter in india in uh oklahoma no that it, it that might show up there with their dogs and cats for adoption and i was thinking yeah i mean but you know what if you strapped a dog or probably not a cat but if you strapped a dog to your chest and like ran in front of one of the security guards they're not going to shoot the dog like dogs are more valued yeah. So, so what if somebody has like a baby Bjorn and they have like a baby on, they're going to shoot, they're going to shoot the person with the baby. It better be a puppy. Uh, I'm telling you, they, they value dogs more. Do you guys think they would use lethal? And I mean, would they use the lethal force that they're authorized to use? No, there's no way they, they can stop them without all that. I think that the fact that it's going to be live streamed, did you see that too? Yeah. It's gonna be live stream on a couple, you know, a couple different sites. So I, I think there's no way they could use deadly force. I mean, that would be catastrophe. So, did you guys study much about um, Bob Lazar? Bob Lazar claims that he worked at Area 51, and right. so he said that you know every day he would fly out of Vegas McCarran into area 51 and then fly out you know it wasn't a drive-in drive out fly in fly out every Mm day and he's a guy who he's very intelligent and he always has little bits of information but then he is too elaborate on things that don't matter which i always find that to be a lie he's very elaborate about like what a certain building looked like inside or like you know just things that you or i could make up that's Mm -hmm. I don't find any credibility in Bob Lazar. I don't know about you guys, but just the videos no. I've seen, I, there's nothing there that makes me feel like there's any credibility. He is smart. I will give him that. But Did you know that there's a secret airline that flies into Area 51? Yeah. Like a real airline. Janet, it's called. Janet. I didn't know the name of it, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, and what was funny is this article I read had to mention that Coach still sucks because it has three 
three uh, seats in every half aisle. <laughs> <laughs> if you got the government plan, they could uh, do a little better than that. Yeah, no kidding. With all the money they spend on everything. It'd be awesome <laughs> if Janet Airlines also flew to Reno, so it could be Janet Reno. But Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish I had my sound effects, Nate. I could do a rim shot on that one. Wap, wap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Bob Lazar, he, he worked there for like not even a year, I don't think. But he basically said that he, he went in and they set him in this room with all these files and they showed him basically all of the history of aliens uh, and their interactivities with us over the last 10,000 years um, or something like that. And so, and then they, his specialty was propulsion. So he built like a jet engine car. Did you guys watch the Netflix documentary on him? Yeah. 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 So uh, they sat him down and they put him in a room. And in that room was the propulsion mechanism that the flying sauce, saucer worked off of. And he claimed that it was uh, basically ran by controlling gravity. And the fuel source for it was an element called Element 115, which uh, hadn't been, it only been theorized at that point. Um, we had since created it like temporarily for like a millisecond and then it disappeared. It's not stable. It can't exist uh, here. But um, he said that, that there was like a chunk of it basically that it ran off of and it allowed you to manipulate gravity. And that's how the spaceship moved. And he also described being able to look inside the uh, flying saucer and seeing what it looked like inside. He said there was basically nothing in there. And then he said they had nine, I believe there was nine other saucers or maybe nine total saucers uh, that were there. So those are kind of his basic claims. And then he came out in 1989. He, you know, under disguise, did an interview with a local TV station. And that went worldwide. And since then, Area 51 has really grown to be this sort of hub for, you know, UFO enthusiasts. So he's the patron saint. Yeah, and the problem with him is that he is, okay, so he looks like a, a nerdy, respectable science type guy that you would just trust everything that he's saying. He's a eccentric guy that's hiding out in nerdy clothing is the problem, I think. So he looks like a harmless guy who's just telling the truth, but when you dig into him a little more, you realize that there's no proof that he says, he says he graduated MIT and Cal Poly. There's no proof that he did. It looks like he probably made up names of his teachers using his high school teacher and a uh, junior college teacher. Wow. Um, yeah. And he, he got, <laughs> he's a started a prostitution ring like in 1990 or something like that. He got busted for that. His business now is supplying stuff for illegal fireworks, I guess like chemicals and stuff. So he, yes, he looks like a reputable guy, but he started doing some digging and you're like, Oh, he kind of has some shady or weird elements to him. That's, my whole thing with him is he's never produced one shred of any evidence to back up all his stories. Like, give me, give me something to hang your hat on. Or it's just, you're just another crazy crackpot, you know, tinfoil hat guy. And the whole thing, the whole basis of Area 51 is based off his story. There's another theory that he could be being truthful, um, but there's another theory as to what is actually happening. And that is that there was a lady, so there's another lady that uh, she wrote a book and she claimed that Hitler and Stalin got together and 
uh, put together a, a plane load of deformed kids, <laughs> and they flew it to America and crashed it. So in uh, around Area 51, I believe, so that when the kids came out, people would think it was aliens, and that would cause hysteria in the United States. That's a real theory that she claims wow. that she got from a guy that worked at Area 51. And this guy, her source, said that he was in a room with files, and they let him read all this stuff, and that was part of it. Now, another guy has since come out and said, yeah, I also worked at Area 51. I saw that same information, but that information was geared to weed out the people that were going to talk to the public. So it wasn't mm-hmm. true. It was fake, but it was, it was put in there to see who's going to whistleblow and who's not uh, trustworthy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Bob Lazar has a similar story of being set in a file room and being shown a bunch of files. It's possible that all that information that he was shown was just a, uh, like, a like a red herring to see if he's going to come out and leak. And he did. He failed, the, he failed the test. So that's another theory about it, that he is telling the truth, but what he was shown and told is lies. It's, it's inferred a lot, both on the podcast with Joe Rogan and on the documentary, that uh, Bob Lazar stole some Element 115 and that he's got it. And that's why they raided his house and they're looking for it and stuff. So that's another theory that's out there that it's a weird infer, like inference that they're make, they keep making, um, but he won't come out and say that he has it. Element 115 can really only, it's, it can only exist in a, in a star, like a super dense star system it can't exist where we are because because of the density i believe so anyway that's that's another thing the science doesn't make sense as to what he's claiming is that what he's putting in the illegal firework (laughs) yeah you're right yeah I like how Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke document or uh, was the uh, narrator for the documentary. Mm-hmm. It was, wow, his voice is so gravelly that you can so barely horrible. make out actual words. It was a, yeah, it wasn't a great choice. It's like it's like they went through the list and they're like, uh, well, he's busy. Uh, Morgan Freeman, <laughs> no, nah, he's busy. How about this guy? All right, they're like all the real voice actors said this is too crazy of a project. Can we get Mickey Rourke? <laughs> Oh yeah, Mickey Rourke is perfect. Yeah, he's yeah, and his voice—he's saying like, he's waxing eloquently about like how we don't understand anything and stuff, and then occasionally he'll swear, so he sounds a little drunk a little bit. Oh, but, yeah, I'm sure yeah. he's—that's given. <laughs> One of my other favorite things is you know now you can Google Map and see area 51 yeah and um someone so <laughs> i guess you can tag places and stuff and i was reading through the comments section of the area of the storm area 51 facebook page and it was that google maps of area 51 and there was a tag there and then someone wrote who tagged del taco in the middle of area 51 <laughs> <laughs> so apparently there's a del taco there at least on google maps now <laughs> The, the troops there had to eat something. I guess they like Del Taco. <laughs> no one likes Del Taco. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the poor man's Taco Bell. And that's saying something. <laughs> that is. So one of the main, other big theories about Area 51 is that the Roswell crash 
that they took the wreckage to Area 51 to study it. And I love the Roswell thing because I think it really exemplifies like what I believe about conspiracy theories. So it, when, it, when it first crashed, it looked like weird material, right? And it's something they hadn't seen before. And it hit the news really quickly. And the government came out, the military said, it's a weather balloon, all right? And everybody was like, no, nah, it's not a weather balloon. Something's, something's off here. They're hiding something. And they were really shady about it. They took, the, they took the material. They wouldn't let anybody have it. They wouldn't talk about it. Years later, just recently, it came out. The military released what it really was. And it was a balloon. And it was military. But it was a, a balloon to go up into the upper stratosphere to listen, to pick up um, Russian nuclear testing. And they didn't want to reveal it at the time. So instead, they said it was a weather balloon. So it was a cover-up, but not like in, like you might think. It was a cover-up, I guess, for a good reason, for national security, but it, it brewed all of this hysteria that it was aliens rather than what it really was. So anyway, that, I thought that was interesting. And that's a story to me that makes sense. I mean, they don't want to admit that they're, you know, there was so much tension back in the Cold War. They don't want to admit of what it was. So, you know, Again, create a side story, and this is what it is. I mean, there's a few things in the Roswell story that are a little weird, but I mean, I don't know. Things have been so blown out of proportion with the Roswell story through the years, it's hard to know what. And again, there's zero proof. You know, there's some supposed eyewitnesses, but, you know, all the people that were eyewitnesses back then are dead and gone, and it's hard to confirm anything. So, didn't the Roswell incident like kind of spur on the whole uh, science fiction movement? After yeah. that, yeah, it was around like that it. time. Yeah, Roswell happened in '47, which was just as the Cold War was starting up. Which a lot of science fiction is allegorical for Cold War and nuclear threat. Mm-hmm. One thing I did see was interesting is, as you know, is that the, our view of aliens has changed based on what the media says aliens look like. So, what I heard was that the first sign of like little gray men, like ET, came from an episode of The Outer Limits, like in the 50s or something. After that, the first major um, UFO sighting came out. I can't remember the couple's name, but they described it very similarly to what was on the television show. And UFOs started being seen in Area 51 or, you know, basically after we started testing these, um, these planes that could fly super high and looked really different than normal planes. So people, they are UFOs. They're unidentified flying objects to those people. That doesn't mean that they're aliens. Now, is yeah. the uh, you know is the current version of what an alien looks like? Does it look like Marianne Williamson? <laughs> That's the current version of what an alien looks like. Did you watch? Did you, did you watch that? Watch her speak at the debate? Yeah, yeah, I did. Wow, she's the best. I hope she stays in for you know for the whole primary. I hope they all do because it's such a it's like a they need to just play that uh the entrance of the clown song that like that yeah. it's such a clown college. I'm like I'm like you guys are all so terrible. None of you even stand a chance. That's sad. <laughs> I know. Double John. I love John Delaney, the bald yes. guy that looks like Tim Conway. He's got such a deer in the headlights look. They said that he's got like a fraction of a fraction of 1% of the Democratic vote. It's awful. He's still hanging in there. Oh, my God. I don't know how, but uh, he gets the most flack from all the uh, comedians, I think. Yeah, Yeah, I think uh, James Carville 
was the previous alien version. You know, that, he's like the Democratic <laughs> commentator yeah. guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely alien looking. There was an NBA player I always thought was an alien. I can't think. Was it Sam Cassell? Oh yeah, Remember he Sam definitely Cassell? looks like a like an he, alien yeah he was like a point guard for like the rockets and someone else and man he was weird looking yeah for sure there's a lot of people I mean, th- maybe those are the aliens walking among us that we really yeah. we really don't know yeah the lizard people One of my favorite podcasts is called Monster Talk, and it's a uh, skeptics podcast about um, like Bigfoot and aliens. And the guy that does it is like a scientist type guy. It's really fascinating. But he told a story about aliens. Hold on a second. Oh, never mind. You guys hear this lady talking above me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Does she have anything interesting to say? <laughs> I don't know. I should. I'm, I'm right by a sue shine. Lady, I might ask her what she thinks about storming Area 51. So, oh man, you should, you should get that shoe shine. <laughs> that actually sounds are you like... Wearing, are you wearing flip-flops? <laughs> no. I was going to start a podcast called uh, Monster Truck Talk. So, do you think that would be an interaction? <laughs> it might, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me ask her. Hi, I'm doing a show right now on aliens. And do you believe in aliens? She's giving me a shrug. She doesn't know. Okay. Uh, not really, she said. So that's, that's just about right. That's more good podcasting right there. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we've had great luck with the man on the street stuff so far. <laughs> just kind of shrugged and said, not really. <laughs> um, okay, so the story that this guy told was that uh, so the Wright brothers, I think, had just come out with their plane. And this one guy said, hey, I've developed this plane and it can fly for hours at a time, far higher than the Wright brothers, but I can only fly it at night. And but I'm going to show it to the world on this date, and it's going to fly around the Statue of Liberty and all around New York. And but I can only do it at night. And so that night, over fifty thousand people reported seeing his plane, and there was no plane. And so it was just a hysteria that was created by people seeing what they want to see in the sky. And anyway, I thought that, I thought that was interesting. That came from Monster Talks. So, so check out that podcast. You, it's you're good. making me think of. Uh, during World War II in L.A., there was a like a some night at the end of the war when you know there's like uh, anti-aircraft batteries all over the Pacific coast, and they got a report that there was a plane coming, uh, you know, Japanese plane coming in or something, and it was just complete miscommunication. And then it turned into a thing about UFOs, and that reminded me of that. It's just like okay, yeah, they're not all crackpots. Uh, there's a lot of people that see, have seen things are just normal, and they're mm-hmm. trying to honestly say what they saw. It just happens to be that, that maybe they're misinterpreting it. Yep. Well, in my opinion, anyway. Now, did the Wright brothers' experience did that happen on September 20th? Because I'm figuring, I'm trying to figure out why they picked that date. It has to I have think some it was, significance. It might have been the day that Maddie Roberts had off from GameStop. <laughs> It's <laughs> the day he get fill, somebody to fill in for him. <laughs> when they, the only, I mean, not a lot happened on that day, and that's really weird because there's only 365 days, and you would think something would happen significantly on every day. But there's only one thing I found, and it's going to be the 50th anniversary of the song "Sugar Sugar." Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. honey, honey. <laughs> 
50 years ago 50 years ago that's the only thing that happened so you know i might be wrong but i think you know what's ironic about that matt is that i think that was by the band called the archies yes it was which is an entirely made-up fake band of the archie comic characters it was just it was just developed for the archie comic characters to sing in a cartoon and it wasn't even a real band we so need maybe to, you're right. We need to save this material for uh, on this day in rock history, guys. <laughs> okay. I'm, running, I'm running low on material here, so <laughs> I did want to ask Matt. I remember, so I haven't just asked if either of uh, any of us have ever seen anything that's unidentified or weird. And Matt, I want to do. I know you you have the story of us when we were kids seeing something in the hallway. Do you right. Remember that story? Yeah. Why don't yeah, you I tell do. that one? Yeah, I mean, I. Um, a couple things. One, I my mom thought that it was an angel. I saw something in the hallway. I still remember what it is, and uh, it was uh, it looked like a woman had long hair, uh, but it was just clothed in white, and it was just standing in the hallway next to me. And I thought, you know, mom always called it an angel, but I'm thinking uh, that might be what if that's an alien? I mean, that might have been a sighting there. And it was doing something. Was it putting away worms in the closet? That's right. what I remember. Yeah, it was putting it was putting worms into the closet for some reason. That sticks in my mind. <laughs> you got to put them somewhere. <laughs> and then Nate, I know that you always had a mysterious visitor during certain religious months of the year outside the Islamic Center. That- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it must have been an alien that was a uh, calling from the uh, what do you call that thing at the top of the the minaret. Yeah. So Nate, Nate's house was right next to the Islamic Center, which is one of the largest Islamic-based centers in the United States. Anyway, they had this big tower there, and during certain months of the year in the morning, a guy would climb up to the tower and, and basically yell. I don't know if it was a call to prayer or what, or if it was just kind of a, on a special religious occasion, but it, was, uh, it would uh, rudely wake me from my slumber. Yeah, because Nate's right bedroom was right there. Yeah. He literally right behind you, your neighbor. He crawled. We always pictured him creeping up to Nate's bedroom window and opening it silently, and then he said in and yelling in Arabic. Uh, it it did sound literally like it was like five feet away, and I would <laughs> I would jump out of bed. Best alarm clock ever. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's the wailing of a of a of a prayer. Yeah, it'll get you up out of bed. <laughs> it's the classic Islamic tradition to wake Nate up. It was a wailing (laughs) Arabic prayer. Every 5 a.m. It goes back thousands of years. (laughs) Highly revered. Here's here's one thought I had about alien, uh, alien abductions. Who came up with the, who was the first one to actually admit that an alien did an anal probe on them? <laughs> yes. Like, who comes up with that? Who's going to admit that? If I ever got abducted, I'd be like, hey, guys, man, it's a good thing you guys aren't so cliche and dumb to actually do an alien a probe. I mean, come on. That's so old. There's like an alien in the corner, like backing up quietly. He had a probe behind yeah. his back. I'd be like, you know, I, I was abducted by an alien and man, my penis grew by like 12 inches. <laughs> Yeah, I, That's a, not, a, not an anal probe. I, you want a penis I, enlargement? I yeah, I don't know what how that got thrown into the first story ever. Of like, yeah, and then there was a bunch of butt stuff after that, and uh, there was wait, what now? Stop the recording. Yeah, a bunch of butt stuff and things.
Um, okay, we might leave that out of the story, but that reminds me, uh, Nate, you know the Rolling Stones song "Beast of Burden." Yeah, there's a line there where Mick Jagger goes, "I don't know what he says, but I could suck a duck." <laughs> I always do this impersonation and to make Jenny laugh of Mick singing it in the studio, and in the middle of it, he goes, "I could suck a dick," and he keeps singing, and the guys are like, "Uh, what was that, Mick?" Uh, Cut there, guys. What was that, Mick? It's like nothing, nothing. And he keeps singing. <laughs> okay, okay, I guess we're rolling. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a good dick. <laughs> I'm going to have to go. I got that. Uh, I have that Some Girls CD at home. I'm going to have to go back and replay that. No, but I got, I can, I can hear that in there. You just see Keith Richards like put, taking one ear off of his headphone, like, what was that? What was that, Mick? <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I think I got to get back on my plane. All right. Uh, Nate, you want to take us out? Well, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Think Funny podcast with Aaron Donnelly. I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. That's what I'll say. <laughs> you're, yours truly, Nate Sadler and Matt Donnelly. Yeah. Right. Hey, and we're on Twitter, too. Uh, think, or how do they find us on Twitter, Nate? Um, uh, at Think Funny, or it's uh, at Think Funny Pod. I was thinking the nerds are going to come because either (laughs) they see aliens or they're going to get laid. Thanks for listening to Think Funny. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and tell a friend. If you have comments or topics for the guys, you can email them at thinkfunnypodcast at gmail.com. And check out AaronDonley.com for today's show notes and much more. That's A-A-R-O-N-D-O-N-L-E-Y dot com.